Hello, this is Pastor John. I'm going to be muting my side now to begin the podcast, okay? Well, good morning, everybody, and I know that people will be dropping in from uh, time to time in this call, so I thank everybody for coming this morning. This is a little bit uh, different for us due to the weather cancellation, and I thank everybody who's able to dial in this morning. What I do today will also be in our podcast later on. So, I want us to begin with a moment of welcome and to remind people that uh, if you want to mute other callers, you can press star pound five. That's star pound five. And to unmute other callers, you can press star pound six. That's star pound six. And I hope that that works for you folks well. So let us begin together. I'm going to uh, take some materials from the bulletin that we had uh, produced for this Sunday and as a lead-in into my sermon, and then we'll be following that with some prayers and our sending. Let us pray together now. In a world that worships selfishness, our living God calls us to a common good. In a world that tells us to take what we want, our living God calls us to accept gifts of grace in God's Spirit, to be God's people, united in offering God's grace. In a world that tells us that there is no purpose but survival, our living God calls us to come together in God's Spirit for God's life-giving mission of love. In a world that tells us to be asleep Dead to God's possibilities, our living God calls us to awakenings in God's spirit to see things that cannot be unseen. In a world that tells us to accept lies as facts, our living God calls us to clear revealings of truth, truth that unites us in God's spirit for God's mission. We thank you, God, for your creation. Help us to remember that our world of human making is far less than what your spirit prepares creation for in Christ. Let's have a moment of silent reflection. Hear these words of assurance. God's creation is good. Goodness perfected in the love of Christ for a common good in God's Holy Spirit. Through faith in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And through faith in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven indeed. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Today's New Testament reading is from Paul's letter, first letter to the Corinthians. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. I'm using the Common English Bible with a few modifications based on my translation. The section is entitled, Spiritual Gifts. Brothers and sisters, 
I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. You know that when you were Gentiles, you were often misled by false gods that can't even speak. So I want to make it clear to you that no one says, Jesus is cursed when speaking by God's Spirit, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are different ministries, and the same Lord. And there are different awakenings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. A clear revealing of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. A word of wisdom is given by the Spirit to one person, a word of knowledge to another according to the same Spirit. Faith to still another by the same Spirit, gifts of healing to another in the one Spirit. Performance of miracles to another, prophecy to another, the ability to tell spirits apart to another, different kinds of tongues to another, and the interpretation of the tongues to another. All these things are produced by the one and the same Spirit who gives what he wants to each person. The Gospel lesson today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. It is the Common English Bible translation and describes a wedding in the town of Cana. Hear now the words of the Gospel. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother said to him, They don't have any wine. Jesus replied, Woman, what does that have to do with me? My time hasn't come yet. His mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish cleansing ritual, each able to hold about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some from them and take it to the head waiter. And they did. The head waiter tasted the water that had become wine. He didn't know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The head waiter called the groom and said, Everyone serves the good wine first. They bring out the second-rate wine only when the guests are drinking freely. You kept the good wine until now. This was the first miraculous sign that Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee. He revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of God for the people of God. And may the people of God say, thanks be to God. My message is entitled, A Common Good. Let us pray together. Gracious Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of creation. Today, creation is such that we are not able to travel safely to our church for worship. But we know that you are with us everywhere and always, that we may seek out in you a common good. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. 
either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, that people, we pray. Amen. Good morning, folks. I hope you're out there or on the podcast. As I prepared for this Sunday's worship, we had this ice storm and snowstorm brewing. And I knew that we'd have a, a pretty good chance of canceling our worship service. And I'm sorry that folks weren't able to come. And I'm glad that people chose to stay home wherever possible and some of you to listen to this. We all want to be part of God's common good. But sometimes we have to express that common good in ways that reflect God's loving concern for our safety as much as anything else. Now, it has been a a joyful month of worship so far, I believe. We celebrated the coming of the Magi to Jesus in our first Sunday. They came to find a king, and they, they found not a person of power and wealth, but Jesus, a humble child, born of humble people. Jesus transformed their hearts and sent them home another way, the way of Jesus. The Magi became part of God's common good, born of Jesus for all of God's creation. And then, last Sunday, we renewed our baptism covenant with God, remembering Jesus in the waters of the Jordan River, being baptized by John along with people seeking God's grace. God's Holy Spirit came down on Jesus, and God said God was pleased with Jesus, seeking God's common good with God's people. On this Human Relations Sunday, there's a theme here, it seems. Amen? Jesus came not just for a specific group of people, but for everyone. Faith in Jesus Christ is about entering and serving a common good. Jesus invites not just a few elect people into God's salvation, but everyone. It's a simple idea, but here we are 2,000 years later, struggling as people in God's creation to carry out God's common good. God wants no person left behind in God's plan of salvation. Why is that so hard for us to do? I've been attending our city council meetings here in Meriden in recent months, supporting the funding of neighborhood policing initiatives. Our police substation just down the street is closed because of city budget cuts, and it broke my heart to see our city walk away from this effort to create a common good in our neighborhoods. When neighbors and police work together to create a common good, there will be more peace and more justice rather than less at a lower cost to everyone. Research from decades of neighborhood policing has proven this again and again. It's not just a matter of being right about this issue. It's a matter of walking the talk of God's righteousness, inviting everyone to love God with all our hearts and everyone as ourselves for real and not just in words. In today's reading, From Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, one of the first churches in Greece, Paul spells out a common good for people who had trouble believing that a common good was worth much at all. Corinth was an anything-goes kind of city in many ways. You can see this in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He takes on a long list of problems in the church, mostly about everyone doing their own thing, either alone or in little cliques. In this week's reading, 
Paul tries to pull together their church into a common good, a good that's defined by the gifts of God's Holy Spirit. We may all have our individual gifts given to us by God and the Holy Spirit, but what we can do individually is not all that much compared to people with hearts at peace seeking God's common good. Paul's first insight is that God's Holy Spirit is the same for everyone, even if we receive different gifts from the Spirit. If we sense our personal gifts given by God, that's great, but being touched by God is never just about our individual experience. To be touched by God's Holy Spirit means that we're touched by the God who touches everyone together for a common good. We're touched by God for a greater purpose, not just to feel good about ourselves, and we need discipleship with people touched by God to be a part of God's common good. Paul then points us towards the Holy Spirit being not just for feeling, but for doing. God's Holy Spirit calls us to use our spiritual gifts in ministry to make a difference in the world for God. There are many ministries that serve God's common good, but one Lord of those ministries, Jesus. If we think that our own ministry is the complete story of God's common good, remember that we all need to be obedient to Christ in ministry through God's Holy Spirit. We need to listen to and follow Jesus together to find God's common good, even when our ministries are different. It takes compassion and common discipleship in Jesus to do this, but it's worth it. Paul then points out that when we are touched by God by the Spirit with gifts of faith and use them in ministry, the Spirit will call us to have an awakening to our new relationship with Jesus. God appears not just around us, but in us, and starts to give us new feelings about who we are and how we are. And yet, Paul reminds us these awakenings are not just about a a personal relationship with God. There is one God who wants to serve the whole world, who stirs the awakening of God in our hearts, so that we can begin to see how much God wants us to be part of a common good, for the good of everyone, not just us. It is this awakening to our deep connections to God and to one another for a common good that finally begins to give us a clear revealing of God's Holy Spirit in us. We see not just God, but all of God's children in the beautiful plan that God has for everyone. Paul emphasizes that this clarity of our connection to God and God's Spirit is the direct result of us seeking to serve God's common good. If you have a personal revelation, that's wonderful. But as God, Paul himself knew, a personal revelation is just the start of a journey of seeking God's common good in the hearts of everyone. In our nation and in our world, the common good of God often takes a back seat to personal good, or good of some but not for all. Tomorrow, we observe the birthday of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. In Dr. King's letter from a jail in Birmingham, Alabama, 
Dr. King reminded church leaders in Birmingham that a common good can seem inconvenient to people who are more interested in their own good. The churches of Birmingham wanted Dr. King to find a more convenient time, a more convenient way to advocate for justice in that city, a city that had, in 1963, more unsolved murders of African Americans than any other city in the nation. Dr. King knew that change for God's common good meant revealing their commitment to God's common good clearly to all of God's world, echoing Paul's words to the Corinthians. Dr. King said, We are caught up in an an inescapable network of mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. It is now almost 56 years since Dr. King wrote those words. His words are no less true today than they were then. The truth is that our failure to respond to God's Holy Spirit, who calls us to deliver God's justice for all in this world, continues to tear at the fabric of our destiny. Christian faith calls us to a deep and indestructible sense of God's common good, so that God's fabric of common destiny can take shape in whatever whatever form God's love needs it to take shape. The shape of God's common good doesn't look like one political party's common good, one race's common good, one culture's common good, one nation's common good, one church's common good, one family's common good. The shape of God's common good looks like humble hearts surrendered to ministry in Christ through God's gifts of the Holy Spirit, working together day by day with any and every child of God to bring God's common good to earth as it is in heaven. My family in Christ, we are called to be the body of Christ for God's common good, anointed with gifts from God's Holy Spirit, called to ministry in God's Holy Spirit, awakened to our connection to God and God's world and God's Holy Spirit, so that we can have God revealed clearly to us and to all of God's world a common good, born of God, formed in Jesus Christ, alive in God's Holy Spirit for us and for all generations. There is another way that we are to follow in Christ this year. The way of Jesus, the way of a common good for us, for all of God's world, and for all of God's creation now and forever. Make this your call to discipleship. Be touched by God's gifts of the Spirit and use them in Christ together. Amen. I thank you all for coming to this. You may have your prayer card for the invitation to God's possibilities. If you do, I invite you to take that out now as we pray together. I bow my knees before God, Father and Lord of all, who invites everyone in heaven and on earth into God's family through Jesus Christ. 
I pray that God's most precious and amazing treasures, which come to us through God's Spirit, may strengthen us in our deepest being. May Christ live in our hearts through faith, as our faith roots and grounds us deeply in God's love. I pray that we will know the full breadth and height and length and depth of the love of God, love that is always beyond complete knowing, together with all people of faith, so that we may be all filled completely with the fullness of God. All glory be to God who can accomplish abundantly in us, far more than all we can ask or imagine. All glory to God in God's church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. It's time now for the prayers of the people. I do not have the uh, complete set of prayers before me, but there are two that I want to definitely lift up. One is for Tony Babcock, the niece of Charlene Badero. Tony is recovering from foot surgery and the infection that it's meant to address, we hope and pray, heals completely, that she may have as full a life as possible. And we pray for Jean King's brother, who is is undergoing surgery for a tumor in his spine, his brainstem, actually. And we pray for the success of that surgery and a sure and certain recovery in the hands of Christ. I ask you also to uh, pray for Emily Belanger, who has been relocated to a new rehab facility where she has her comfy chair from home and other amenities from home, and we pray better care that helps her to get back on her feet as soon as possible. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank the people who phoned in for this worship service, and those who attempted to. Forgive me, O Lord, for whatever shortcomings I had in establishing this technology, and guide us forward as your church in Christ to do it better whenever we have to do this. We thank you for our church that is so devoted to your cause here in South Meriden and in your world. Lord, we need your strength. We need to come together in you in the grace of your Holy Spirit, to put aside our differences, to let our weaknesses grow dim in a common good that comes from you in Christ through your Holy Spirit to be awakened in us and awakened in your world. We are but humble flesh, O Lord, but in your Spirit we are more than flesh. We are more than creations. We are children of God in Christ awaiting our redemption in Christ and bringing your redemption to this earth. Help us to have strength today. Be with all those who are not able to get out today because of the weather. Be with all those people around the world who are challenged by weather far worse than what we're experiencing today and social conditions far worse than what we experience on a day-to-day basis. We all need your help and grace for a common good, O Lord. Bring it to us, we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I thank you for joining us for worship today. And I pray that you have safety today and always in the heart of Christ, protected by God's Holy Spirit. Our charge to keep, God calls us to a common good, revealing God's gifts in God's Holy Spirit. Let the Spirit awaken you. Be in the body of Christ, one good for everyone. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God here and everywhere say, Amen. Have a blessed Sunday, a safe Sunday. We'll see you soon and very soon. It's been a pleasure to serve you today and always.